I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com. Welcome to the Adoption Chronicles, Episode Four. You're with Michael Shepard, and tonight I'm joined by Taryn Cusick, and she's got a story uh, about her adoption uh, story, and I'm looking forward to hearing her uh, journey through life and how all that's turned out. So welcome to the show, Taryn. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me, Mick. My pleasure. I think you've got a very, very interesting story to tell, but like with all stories, the best place to start is right at the start, early days. And your story is you're an adopted child. And so tell us about your early childhood, when you found out you're adopted and how all that evolved. Yeah. Well, I don't really know how old I was because like some similar people, um, I have just always known. I can't even tell you from what age and it's always been a really um positive open subject in our house yep and yeah my parents have been like you know really good with it no yeah so like I was adopted at about six weeks of age yep and I also had adoptive brother awful (laughs) (laughs) and he was absolutely awful growing up but yeah so um and was he was he adopted as well 
There he was, yeah. Right. <laughs> so I used to I used to grow up loving the idea that I wasn't blood related to him yep. at all. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So I think I turned around 10. Yep. My parents sort of sat us down and said, you know, we're getting divorced and sort right. of that sort of thing. And they gave us this letter each that we didn't even know we had. The letter was, you know, about sort of our adoption and stuff that they'd been given from the start. Okay. So did that start any real questions that you had? Like, did that start put, sow a seed of you wanting to find your birth family, your birth parents? Well, it sort of did because I'd always sort of always thought about it from a really young age. Yeah. Like... Like I was telling you before, as you said, I used to lay in bed too and think, yeah. you know, questions would go over in my mind without anyone else knowing. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so when I read this letter, I just thought, oh, wow, like I know, you know, that I've got another older sibling that's a bit older than me and this and that. And um, I thought that was fantastic that I had an older sibling because yeah. I thought, well, my brother was so horrible. I thought, well... Because I was told their name was Ricky, so right. I just assumed I just assumed it was a brother. So okay. I'm like, right, I'm going to find Ricky, and he's going to smack your head in for all those <laughs> times <laughs> that you've treated me horribly. It, it, it turns out Ricky was actually a gillyman. Right, <laughs> but yeah, like, so it did with me. It, it, it actually made me more not not more so because I I had a great upbringing, and my parents were just best parents yep. and like e even until um yeah, i was like my dad was my best friend okay um I had the urge i'd always wished i had siblings, like other siblings and so i had it was more about me wanting to find my supposed older brother ricky okay yeah so that was that so, was more what i was interested in okay so you were more interested in finding your older brother ricky rather than your birth Yeah. Parents. When I was younger, when I was that age, yeah. yeah. Yeah, okay. I just think because I had such a horrible time with my brother, <laughs> I think that's probably what prompted that part of it. Yeah. I guess he was dealing with his own questions as well and obviously could have done that in a better way with yourself, I'd, I'd imagine. I'm not sure. He's just horrible. We still don't have anything to do <laughs> with him. <laughs> So he's just, he's one of these people, the world owes him. So, yep. yeah, no. Um, Mum and Dad um, said to me, well, you know, you can't, like Dad used to call me Missy. So Dad, yep. Missy, you can't go and find your brother now. Like, you just can't. Like, you've got to be 18. And I'm like, are you kidding me? I've got like eight whole years yeah. knowing this information, but I can't actually go and find them. And he's, you know, like, you just can't, see. but as soon as you're allowed, we'll support you. Yeah. And we'll do everything we possibly can to help you in any way. So I think you didn't have the internet and all that sort of, no. you know, thing back then. So it was a lot harder. So I couldn't, you know, like look up information to see if they were telling me the truth about having to be 18. Yeah, right. <laughs> so I think when I was probably 16 and a half, 17, I actually, I can't remember how, but I found out, um, you know, that, I had my parents' permission and they signed consent that I actually could start searching before 18. Wow. So you started the so, ball rolling then? So my dad and mum signed the paperwork yep. and I actually, um, yeah, found my biological 
mother at 17. Okay. Yeah. And how, how was that? The... Um, she, she came across as a really, really beautiful person, but she has this big drinking problem. So right. as soon as she drinks, it's out, you know, any nights or normalness is gone. So, and that, and that's still a huge problem today. So we, I sort of gotten older in life. Like when I was younger, I sort of knew that she wasn't a nice person, but you do anything to sort of please like, yeah. you know, but now I've gotten older and got a family of my own. I sort of just think, no, I don't need to put up with this. <laughs> like, yeah. So I don't, but I'm, I'm very close to a lot of my cousins and it's a big family and I talk to all my aunties and everything like that. Okay. So I'm, I'm happy with that. It used to actually upset me the way she was, but now I'm older. It's like, no, you know, I'm happy with, with all that sort of part of it. Yep. Yeah. So how did you, um, your, your birth mother, firstly, yep. and was that a, a one-on-one type meeting or were you welcomed straight into the extended family? How did that evolve? Well, what happened is I um, had all the paperwork sent to me, non-identifying, you know, info. But back in back in the day, it was pretty, you know, like pretty crappy the way they covered up information. It was just all liquid papered out. Yeah, so right. So, of course, being an inquisitive teenager, I just scratched it all off and thought, yeah, awesome. I'm so good. I've got all this info <laughs> in front of me. Addresses, numbers and everything. And it happened to be that... Um, rang up and got an uncle first and he said, I think you better talk to my mum. So yeah. he gave me um, the grandmother's phone number and I rang her up and she sort of gave me a bit of a rundown on my biological mother. In other words, warned me from the start what she was like and I should probably a distance and have something to do with the rest of the family. Huh? But so it was my elder sister Ricky's wedding coming up and that was all, you know, in like being sort of organised and I was pretty much told you're coming to Ricky's wedding. Right. And and I'm like, you know, I don't really want to because that will take the limelight away mm-hmm. a bit from Ricky's wedding. Yeah. And she's, no, you need to come because the whole family's going to be in town so you'll meet everyone. Yeah. And she, she sort of got really cranky and I thought, well, I don't feel right about this but I don't want to upset her. So, yeah, yeah. I got to meet pretty much everyone because like at once because of this wedding happening. Wow. Yeah. And yep. was Ricky okay with all of that? Yeah, she she was, but she she seemed a bit excited as well. But see it so she wasn't brought up as an only child. So it turned out my mother had finally gotten married. Yep. And she also had a daughter born after me and then had two kids to her husband so right. yeah like Ricky didn't grow up as an only child so it was probably like more or less like oh this is great a new sister but you know I've already got <laughs> siblings as well sort of thing yeah one of the things that uh, you, you think about is uh, how things would have been um, and you can never tell because um, it, it never happened but um, you've since gotten to know your siblings and aunties and or do you are they in the same state as you? Do you catch up regularly, or how how often do you catch up with those guys? Well, my mother, biological mother's in New South Wales, and so are most of my aunties and uncles. Okay. So yeah, no, I don't catch up with them often. But like, I talk to one of my aunties in particular. She's like a, another mum to me. I talk to her like every other day, sort of thing. Yep. 
Yeah, so we're, we've been really close from the start and I don't really talk to my sister. Um, sort of like she got married and had two kids and then sort of totally like she's had a drug sort of thing okay. from a very young age on and off. Right. Brought up. Brought on, I think, from what I've been told is, yeah, our mother's behaviour. Like, as a young girl herself, just going here, there and everywhere. Mm-hmm. And and the things Ricky has seen sort of has led her in a bit of a disastrous pattern throughout her life and she's sort of not come out of it. And she's had a lot of kids, often kids taken out of her care and this and that. So, yeah, I, I keep away from them. Right, fair <laughs> enough. But, yeah, yeah, I keep away from them. But, um. Then I found out that I've got six of us that were adopted out all up. How many? Sorry, you just just nearly lost you there for a sec. Six of us were okay. adopted out all oh, up. Yeah. Okay. So um, I actually found one of my sisters um, when I was 21 and she just turned 18. Yep. Kelly. So been chatting since and stuff like that, but she's over in WA, so you know it's a bit of a fair hike. Yeah, so but, that seems like a different type of search type, uh, I guess, journey because most stories are children looking for birth parents, or the other way around, where the birth parents are looking for their uh, adopted children. But that sounds yeah. like a different type search where both the children were adopted out and you've gone and found your sister how did that work oh well it hasn't been easy like even even kelly she i don't understand it because the rules are so hard like back in the day they actually allowed kelly was born in victoria but then her parents um adopted well the the adoption hadn't been finalized but they started the process while they were living in victoria too but then they um moved to um the wheatfield area okay in wa so the laws were different in wa like for victoria so i had to wait till um kelly was 18 and then wait till the department actually told her you know like because it was all complicated and um, yeah, so so then I sort of um, got in contact with Kelly, but with all the uh, like now, like that that was fine because they said yes, you know, you when Kelly's eighteen, you can do the paperwork and we'll do this and that, and you know, help you even though she's in WA now. Yep. But the ru- the rules now, and I don't understand it. Like my siblings um, that weren't born in the same state as me. They won't help me with now. They say no because they're born in a different state from you. Like you've got no entitlements to a search or anything. Wow. And so, yeah, like one of my brothers, he was born in um, Mildura. And because he then, I, I don't know why they all went to different states, but he was born there and then went into New South Wales. So they say to me, no, we can't help you. And even though my argument is he was born in the same state as me, they won't help me. They're like, sorry, we can't help you. Because he's moved. And, yeah, because he, same deal, his adoption was finalised in a different state, even though he was born in Victoria, so they mm. won't help me. But I don't understand why they did with Kelly. It must have been WA's rules were different to New South Wales or... Yes, that does sound but, logical. But Yeah, so it's become really hard. Because I just don't know how I'm meant to find these siblings. <laughs> yeah, but, sounds like but, it would be more logical for adoption services 
to be a federal type thing because it doesn't make sense. Like I can move from state to state without problems and there's state yeah. jurisdictions over certain things, but this seems like it would be more logical if it was handled by by the federation. I know. By the nation. And it and, and the bigger the biggest thing that gets me is so like I've probably gone too far and missed a bit at the beginning. So when I got my um hospital information, yeah. um I mean my, you know, original adoption information, that there, there wasn't a lot there in the day. There was just a hospital card. Okay. And from the department that they sent me, there was a hospital card and um, a hospital bracelet, you know, and there, there just wasn't. And my original birth certificate with my biological mother's name on it, and, and that's all there was. But right. On the on the original birth certificate, I had two birth dates, oh. and my hospital card is two birth dates and two names written in two different coloured pens. And my mum and dad just thought, oh, because you're in hospital for a while, because you were a bit sick when you were born, the nurses must have, you know, like called you. Um, you know, the other name because there, there was two names, Brooke and then Anna. And um, so, yeah, we're just like, okay. And um, we just didn't understand the two dates birth either. And then when um, when I went over and met my biological mother um, the night before my sister's wedding, my um, mother said to me, um, you know, like Philip's going down to the pub for a few drinks. This is her husband. Yep. Go down there because your uncle runs the pub and you can meet him. So I've gone down there and this came and um, he said to me, you knew you were a twin, didn't you, right? And I'm like, pardon? What? And he goes, yeah, you're a twin. And I said, well, how am I a twin? Like, I think that's wrong. I'm not a twin. And he goes, you are a twin because Cheryl told her, you know, um, best friend, that you're a twin. And I said, no, that's not right. You must have that wrong. And he's, no, I've got it completely right. Wow. So when I, when I came back after the wedding, the first thing I did was call my caseworker and I said, like, listen, Brendan, you know, like, uh-huh. this is what I'm being, this is what I'm being told. Like, you know, now I've thought about it, this makes so much sense yeah. because, like, the, the two birth dates, the two yep. times, you yep. know. yep. That's the two names and everything. And he's like, I'm not supposed to tell you this. Oh. Your mother did have twins. Wow. And, it, and he said, like, I didn't usually separate them and they normally would write twin in the left-hand column. Yeah. He said, but, yes, and but he wouldn't, he said, I can't, you know, give you any more information than to tell you, yes, your mother did have twins. I said, well, what date was I born then? And she said to me, the 18th of July. So I'm assuming one was born just before, you know, and uh-huh. one after midnight. Yep, yep. And um, she told me that my name was Anna. Right. So because she named us all, she told me my name was Anna. So, um, yeah, like all, all these years my parents have had my birthday is the 17th of wow. July. But it was the 18th. <laughs> well, this is what she tells us, see, she I don't even remember what hospitals were all born at, so yeah. I'm not really sure right. on that. Okay. So I've just like so my mum and dad always kept it as the 17th, and I just had this. So I started celebrating it as the 18th as well. Until this day, I still have the 18th with my husband and kids, and my mum and my family celebrated on the 17th. Why and not? I don't know why, but it's just something I feel that I want to do. Yeah. So, so yeah, have you? 
found or f- have you got any more news or no. information about your twin? So, so what happened? No, see, because what happened was then, um, I can't remember what year it was, um, but then Victoria, you know, made their apology to all adoptees and stuff and you could reapply for your paperwork. Right. Um, because originally they said, this is all we've got. You've got everything. So I did this application, like reapplied for it all and ended up with, it actually blew my mind. I just thought, oh, my God, you're kidding me. They've withheld this from me from all these years. I ended up with seven, like, you know, the great big hard plastic binders. I ended up with one of those binder folders with 750 pages wow. extra that were sent to me as my file. Right. And file probably half of those pages out like you can tell they've photocopied them but then yep. over certain information put paper so you yep. don't get all the yep. and you've got these blank squares on everything right so cia I stuff them. yeah so i contacted them and i said like why have i got all this information blanked out like why you know and they said well because it's regarding third-party privacy like such as a twin right and i'm like well that shouldn't be it's in my file it shouldn't be to me so i don't know why but they're still like i still have not had any help because you get a decent caseworker and they say you know yes you're a twin yeah but then then you get another one saying no there's nothing in your records we've searched that you you were not a twin and you've got no other things and i'm like well i have because i've got proof of them all my grand you know what i mean like my yeah. grandmother took her to have them my uncle took her to have them my grandfather did and I've got like living evidence of, you know, one I've met. Yeah. You're saying, yeah. So I don't understand because it depends on the person you talk to, to the information you get. And like, and then another lady tells me, yes, um, your twin was sent ahead to a different state ahead of you to New South Wales, we believe. And I believe you should keep persevering. Like, in other words, you know, like take the hint, I'm telling yeah. you. And then so you... You go and tell someone else and they say, oh, no, that's not right at all. Hmm. So I don't know. Like I still until this day don't know why and I don't know why information's blocked to me. And then I contacted someone else and they said, you need to reapply for more documents. And I said, but they've given me everything now. I reapplied when the you know law changed and the apology happened and they're like, no, you need to reapply again. Wow. Like take, she actually said to me, take the hint. Yep. So huh. because I will, but I haven't because the last 12 months have just been so hectic with my dad dying and my son being diagnosed with diabetes wow. and all, all this stuff going on. And I was making weekly trips, trips back and forth to Melbourne to sit with my dad for, yep. you know, the last 12 months. So of course. I sort of. I sort of put all that aside and thought when things settle down, then I will reapply again and see what yeah. I'm surprised at that time. Absolutely. But, yeah, like, yeah. but admitted to, and then another, and then another caseworker says, yes, you've got a brother that your mother named Michael on the paperwork here and stuff like that. But yeah, my mother, my mother denies them all still. And she said to me one day, cause I actually have, you know like she she rings me when she's drunk and that's the only time i hear from her but she said i've never told her that the department told me my brother was called michael at birth okay and and she says to me 
you don't even have a brother called Michael. So I don't know where you got that from. And I'm like, yeah, interesting, because I didn't tell you that I knew his name. Yeah, right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so I, I just don't know. Like, it, it just really infuriates me. And I've heard other adoptees too on, you know, the AIA page and that say yep. that they've come across the same hurdles where state to state rules are different and it really needs to change it's it's just made it so hard and i don't find it really fair either no i I agree um and the more Mm. i hear the stories and especially your story it doesn't make any sense there's no logic in why this wouldn't be handled by the at the national level because people move and when you tell people, they don't, they like, don't believe you because yeah. they say, well, why can't you just find them? And I'm like, well, if you'd sat through the numerous calls I've made, mm. the numerous e- emails, the paperwork and all of that, then you'd understand how difficult they are making it. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know whether she's got some or whether she's able to have put some sort of block on my file from me accessing information about Brooke. I don't right. know. Like. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I would have imagined, and I'm only guessing if, you know, if I found out that I was a twin, I'd be really interested to find out. And I'm talking about, like, if I hadn't searched for my birth parents, but then if I found out that, hey, you're a twin, you'd surely be interested enough to go, yeah, let's have a crack at this. Yeah, um, it's it's just... um, unfair and it's just ridiculous and it, and it actually drives me insane my mm. poor husband because I just won't let it go because I've had family like even all the other siblings that are adopted out like I've had family you know say yep. um our grandmother took her to have even younger than Ricky at 13 and wow. um then took her to have this one and then an uncle said yeah I took her to have one too so I know all these siblings are there do you know what I mean and people know she's had twins and stuff but to get the access to it like it's just like well you know why can't I have that information yeah I don't know what yeah and it's yeah no to be told people are born in different states is wrong and and I guess it really it really I don't know like when I met my mother I thought that part of needing, you know, like how you feel like part of you is kind of missing. Mm-hmm. You, don't, you don't know what. Yeah. I thought once I met her, those questions I've always had would be answered. And when I met, you know, Ricky, yep. my so-called old brother, yeah. um, still had this, like I still had this thing that was missing. So I thought, well, once I find my biological father, yes. that miss, missing feeling will um, disappear. But it hasn't. Right. And, yeah, I just feel like I still... Um, need to you know find them all. Yes, especially especially Brooke. So yeah, absolutely. So yeah. you touched on your biological father there just before. Have you found him? Yeah, I found him. Yeah, I found him about um thirteen years ago. Yep. And and um, this this is really what hits home too with not being able to you know have helped find my siblings. He I'd actually found him in a month before. Um, I found him a month exactly before his son had passed away, oh, like a brother dear. I didn't get to meet. Yeah. So, yeah, like why I always say to people, you know, like you, you never, ever are going to feel 
ready. But if you want to, don't leave it because, yeah. you know, like being in the same, you know, that situation myself, that, that was my biggest fear actually as a child, you know, like even when mum and dad said, you can have access when you're 18. My biggest fear was that someone would have died. Yep. Or something would have happened to them. Yeah. So, yeah, so that that was pretty awful. Yeah, absolutely. So sorry to hear hear that. That's um yeah definitely a sad part of the story. Real good incentive if you are thinking yeah. about searching or starting the search. Uh, it's a really good yeah incentive to do get the ball rolling basically. Um, yeah, it is. Have you uh, or how was um, the story to meet your biological father? Uh, he he was like because I'm really silly and quirky and a total nutter, <laughs> um, like, and just joke around and stuff. And yep. like everyone used to say, we don't know where you get it from, Taran. But when yep. they met him, they're like, that that's totally you. That's where it comes yeah, right. from. <laughs> yeah, because so that's that's another story as well. Like we all want to know what makes us as a person, whether it's our environment, the how we grew up, or is it biological and I think the more we hear about it, it sounds like there's a lot more biological answers to that and what makes us than our environment. Well, it's like my mum, she hates cooking and she's really shitty at it. Yeah. <laughs> She'll tell you that. And she'd get home from work and I'd be in grade four and I'd be in there cooking dinner and desserts and everything and inviting my nan over for tea and stuff. Nice. And mum would be like, I don't know where you learned this because I didn't teach you. And then I found out like, you know, my grandmother and great-grandmother and everyone were just, you know, massive, big, awesome cooks. And nice. I just don't, you know, all I think of is, yeah, it must have been in the genes somewhere. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, like, just, um, and, and getting back to the sibling type yep. thing, the other, the other real thing, why I actually really am on a mission to find them too, there's, you know, there's like, our, our biological mother, she's had breast cancer um, yep. and stuff. And yep. there's an auntie actually in the hospital at the moment having treatment for cancer. Right. And there's, yeah, like a fair few things that have cropped up medical-wise. And I just think they should know about a lot of it. You know what I mean, too? Yeah. I think I think the medical, that, that was the reason why I wanted to find my biological father. He, he was only ever a pure medical because my eldest son had had a few problems okay. and when the do- when the doctors kept saying does this run in the family they mm. I got sick of looking like an idiot saying I don't know and I thought well you know I should know I'll push and push and push and get her to give me a name and yeah I, I tried for years and years beforehand and then gave up and then she finally told me yeah but yeah it, it was all a bit sort of late, but I still got info, yeah. Right. Oh, so you went to your biological mother to find out who your father was rather than I, through I the asked, search? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, we didn't – there wasn't all this DNA back then, you see. Right. There wasn't D- DNA or anything. So, yeah, like I asked her back then um, who he was and she just told me that, you know, like she was pretty much raped by – a whole heap of men, right? Which which isn't true because she's told my other sister the exact same story as well, right? Um, I think that's true, but um, yeah. So then I, you know, got aunties to pressure, you know, over the years, and she wouldn't tell them, and then told them a few different names, and then I asked them, and they said no, I never went near a type thing, right? And then um, 
Yeah, then only because my youngest had been sick when he was little, she finally came clean to my auntie with a name. Okay. Yeah, and right. said she wouldn't tell me herself. She said, tell her this is his name. So, yeah, that actually was him. And and I actually requested, because of all the different names I'd been told, um, I requested a DNA test back then that we organ- was organised through like a doctor's. Yep, yep. So, yeah. And... Yeah. How has he been? It would have been easier. Pardon? How has he been? Oh, uh, well, we were we had a really good relationship. I've sort of got to the point now, you know, with kids and my life that I just can't be bothered with things that are hard. Like yep. he he was brilliant and I he had a daughter as well, so I had a really good relationship with her and even though she's in Adelaide, we phoned every day we spoke. Yep. Um for years and then like wife i can understand because she's lost a son there was a fair bit of jealousy there right so that that sort of put a big you know strain and negative impact on the relationship because of yeah it was like comments constantly thrown in like it's all right for you you've gained a child while i've Mm. lost one and she'd throw things throw things at me and say oh yeah you're probably just like your mother and stuff like that wow you know I don't like being told that I'm anything like my mother, yeah. my biological mother. So I just I just can't handle stuff like that. So it's just got to a point where I just, yeah, put that on hold and just stick to my family and, and the aunties and stuff that are positive influences and, you know, nice to speak to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I think the older we get, the the more filters we put in to keep, uh, to keep us positive and happy, which is... Uh, I guess that comes with experience, doesn't it? I think you can't. You just can't be bothered. It's not yeah. like healthy. No, it's not. End. Yeah. Yep. There's too much so, to do. <laughs> yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah, I just um, but but the the interesting part of it is the siblings that have actually grown up with her. Yep. Um, have actually all ended up yeah like her brother's in and out of prison, the sister's on drugs, the other yeah. one's got issues. And so, yeah, like I just keep away from them too. Yeah, It's like I'm just so, so glad I didn't, you know, like I used to have those pictures like you said too. I wonder yep. where they live and I wonder about this and that. And it's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad I didn't grow up there. Yeah. Yep. Oh, I, yeah. I, I understand what you're saying because, you know, you'd, um, you know, and I think it's, the, the questions I had mainly came up in the middle of the night or as I was going to bed and you'd start thinking about things and you're like, oh, I wonder, I wonder if, I wonder what, I wonder how, I wonder when and all that Especially stuff. Especially if you're upset. Absolutely, yeah, because yeah. you always try to put yourself in a better position. Um, I might have been found out I've done something wrong, got sent to my room and thinking, ah. Oh, I'll bet because I was born in Manly Hospital and I used to think that there was a mansion in Manly that I should have been in sometimes and that only happened when I was in trouble. I was very lucky. Um, Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we all have those thoughts. Um, Yeah. Well, I always wished I had a massive family and like grew up on a massive big farm with loads of animals and had heaps of siblings and stuff and I grew up with really no grandparents because I grew up in Melbourne like right. for a little while yep. and my grandparents were here and then I came back here and 
you know, like my grandfather lived miles away, so we didn't see him that often. Yeah. And my mum's my mother was absolutely, oh, she was, yeah, a different <laughs> kettle of fish. But my dad's parents died before I was born. So, right. like, you know, I find out my biological great-grandmother's still alive and my grandmother and stuff, and I'm like, it sort of annoyed me a bit because I'm thinking, oh, yeah. I had these grandparents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like. And they all, like, grew up on farms and, you know, stuff like that. And my mum used to always say, Tara, you, you should have you grown up on a farm. Like, it would have just suited you so much. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. It all makes sense, doesn't it, I guess, with the... It's weird. Yeah. So, I guess yeah, where... How, how are you sitting now? Are you um, got some good relationships with your brothers and sisters that you've found? Um, what's your next step? You, you're going to follow through and reapply? I'm going to reapply. Um, I was just waiting for my youngest and all of his diabetes to settle down. Yep. Because um, I've sort of been pretty much on watch with him at school at the moment. Of course. Um, last term. But, yeah, one, yeah, I'm going to reapply and see what this extra info is, if, if anything at all. I actually am not um, expecting much, to be honest. Yep. Um, and the other, yeah, like, thing is to... Um, I've, I've done my DNA now, obviously, um, yep. and all I can really hope is that one of those, one of my siblings actually decide to test themselves and one day and not, you know, like sooner rather than later. Yeah. Well, I guess the I other part to the equation is there's no way of knowing if your twin sibling knows even. Well, I don't know, and I've always also had the question: Are they? Are they actually? Like, I know it's a terrible thing, but I've said to my auntie, "Are they actually alive?" And she's like, "Why would you say that?" And I said, "Well, why is their name written in red and mine's like in blue? Like, why? <sighs> like, I don't. There's so many whys. I know that's probably a stupid thought, and no one else would think it other than me. But it has crossed my mind whether I would be told they had or not. Yeah." I would have, I'm only assuming here, and assumptions always fraught with danger, but if their name's in red, might mean that. Who knows? I, I just don't know. And because, and I just also, I just don't understand why one caseworker tells me things and says, look, I really shouldn't tell you this off the card, but yeah. you're right, this is this and this is that. And then someone else will come along mostly younger girls these days come along and say something else. The caseworker I had years ago, he told me so much stuff that he actually shouldn't have told me because I already knew snippets and asked him. Right. And he goes, look, I shouldn't have that correct because you know the place. Um, they were born the year, this and that, I will tell you. Um, yeah, like, um, you know, about this person and that person. But, like, um. Yeah, then you get these other ones. And, and I've tried to see if he's there since, but he's left, you know, a long time ago. Right. But but I think he was someone who actually genuinely was in the job because he wanted to help. And now I think you get a lot of them that are just, um, I think you get a lot of them now that are just in it for money and they're not actually really caring about it at all, to be honest. Yeah, that's a real shame. Um, that, that's how I feel anyway. It might be wrong, but yeah. Yeah, and I think yeah that would come to you. Know, I guess it, your um, dealings with people tell a lot too. So um, mm. you know, when somebody cares, they tend to go the extra mile. And yeah. when it feels like they're not really 
uh, engaged. They're probably not putting all in to their job either. So I guess that happens okay. in all all jobs, all walks of life. Um, I don't know. But how does one caseworker tell you, yes, your brother does exist here. He was named Michael at birth and then someone else say, oh, no, like you didn't have a brother. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, that's strange. When, when when you know your family members told you that they were like that it happened, you know they knew about it as well. Same with yeah, like relatives, you know, other relatives taking her to have them and stuff. So yeah, it's, yeah, it it's, sounds it's, like there's still uh, a lot of unraveling to the story to to come. Mm, um, yeah, and yeah, I I hope you get some good answers. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully. you'll have to um, make another appearance after you get a bit more information for us. Uh, it's one of these things. I had these, like, two really, really high matches, and I got this email in the middle of the night, and yeah. this ding woke me up, and it's like you've got whatever match they call it when it's really high. Okay. And each time, each time it seems to be someone I actually already know about, and I'm like, oh, damn. Yeah, like right. I jump at it, but I'm like, Awesome, I've found one. And it'll be like, oh, that's only Christy. I already knew I had her as a half-sister. Wow. Or, you know, that's a niece and stuff. And it's really hard too because when your halves tell you, you know, your second cousins and stuff. Oh, okay. A lot lot of the matches. So it's like, well, are they really my second cousin or are they like a half-sibling? Do you know what I mean? Because some of them them match nearly as high as a half-sibling. Right. And it's like. They're so close. It's like, well, are they or aren't they? And then you sort of, I know, I know you get told by Di and stuff, please don't message people, but sometimes you just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, you know, like, and I totally, like, all the information, all the advice Diane's given, I actually totally 100% agree with her because I was so immature and young when I went looking and had to do it that way because I didn't have all the other well, I didn't have to. I could have waited for the department to contact them for me. But You might still be I waiting. Was, I know, but, I, yeah, probably. But I was way too young to deal with it too. Yeah. Like, even, even the situation with contacting my biological father, like I had no idea the guy I was ringing was actually him and that they'd just lost a son. So that was actually oh. a really – that was actually a really awful experience. Yeah. And I actually, like, shouldn't have done that. But that actually really put a lot of stress on them and a lot of stress on me because they assumed they didn't even, his wife didn't even let me speak. She assumed he'd had an affair while they were together. And it was just, you know, like, you know, and then she's calmed down and realised and and my dad said to me, look, Missy, write a letter. So I wrote a letter and explained and said, like, I'm really sorry. You know, I had no idea. I wouldn't have made contact at all. I, I, I actually said I don't want anything from you all I want is medical info and you won't hear from me again yeah, and okay. his, his wife rang me and she apologized and she said look you know I'm really sorry but it took us all by surprise and thank you I'm so glad you wrote that letter because soon as I abused you and hung up the phone she said I actually regretted that and I because I got I got in that I was born in Swan Hill, so yep. she she actually like contacted all of these relatives relatives and stuff in Swan Hill who knew my biological mother and tried to find out where I was to contact me. So when the letter arrived, ah. she was so so glad she did get the letter from me. Yeah, 
Well, yeah, yeah that's that's a positive outcome to a very tricky start, I guess. So, no, but I I could have like yeah, it could have ended up a whole lot nastier too than it did. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, it's, uh, it's good it didn't obviously. Yeah, but it's just not a good idea to contact people yourself. Yeah, at all, absolutely, because yeah. Yeah, yeah, you never know what you're going to walk into. No. Well, you just don't know. Like, I would never have expected them to say that, you know, their son had just died. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, yeah. Yep. It's all all a bit of a learning thing. Yeah. Good and bad. Yep. Yep. No worries. So if you had any advice to give somebody who's just starting out or even if they've started considering going on a search... What advice would you give? Like, I mean, you've touched on a little bit, but specifically for somebody who's just starting out, what advice would you have? You need to prepare yourself. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I didn't really prepare myself because I was so young and silly, but I think you not need to, yeah, like, just, I, I think if you expect the worst and the good happens, then it's sort of like a good outcome, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, fair enough. I also, yeah, wouldn't, I actually wouldn't leave things either. Like if you're actually thinking about it and been mulling on it for a long time, I think just do it because the process, like as everyone can tell you and even dying stuff, the, the process just takes so long. Like some people are waiting months and months and months. So, yeah, I'd get the ball rolling pretty much straight away. No worries. Even if, you, even if you don't feel ready, because I don't think you're ever fully no, ready for no it. no way you could be ready, absolutely. No. No worries. Well, thanks very much for your time tonight, Taryn. Um, That's all right. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And that was Taryn Kuzik, and we'd like to thank her and all the guests that come on the Adoption Chronicles. If you've got a story that you want to tell, uh, touch base with us on the Facebook group and have you one for you to tell your story and we'll speak to you again next week next sunday at 6 30 so if you have anything let us know cheers you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.